0: Upkeys, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the GX Gamer Gas Run episode. 75 of my little gaming show where once a week. I just have to talk about video games old video games new video games It doesn't matter video games. I do some series as well I have a versus series where I put up two things against each other and they battle it out for supremacy The most recent versus we did it was the battle of the remakes Resident Evil 2 remake versus Resident Evil 4 That was a ton of fun, you should go back and check that one out. Doing top tens and retrospectives, which we are kinda doing today. If you can read the title, it's the big one. It's Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Tim, call it whatever the heck you want, regardless... One of the most legendary games of all time and i will be doing my retrospective on my experiences with the legend of zelda ocarina of time but before we do that let's dive into what i have been up to over the last week or so and i always encourage you the listener the viewer what have you been up to so far this 2024 year what's big movie you've been diving into what are the games the leftovers from the big old 2023 what are the games you are diving into in this new year and let's talk about what i've been up to so we got some uh we got some games that i finished up here uh finally finished off resident evil 4 remake and i finished off the separate ways dlc just loved it oh my goodness just more of the resident evil 4 remake the ada wong story i like what they did with it Um, really touching in on the little parts of the story where she's kind of helping Leon in the background. A lot of Wesker stuff in there. I really dug what they were doing with the Wesker thing. I am, I am amped. I may be one of the most amped people for the Resident Evil 5 remake whenever that does happen. I am very curious how they're going to tackle that one. It's going to be a tricky one. I still think Resident Evil 6 is going to be the trickiest remake to do, but... Probably the one they they might be the most antsy to get to because Resident Evil 6 wasn't that good. Regardless, Separate Ways DLC well worth the money. I think it was $13. I got a solid four, maybe five, maybe even six hours out of the DLC. It was well worth it and it was a ton of fun. Good boss fights. Yeah, it was good. Sadly, no, I just won't say it. But uh, there's someone in there. In that DLC that I wish I didn't have to see again, but it was in there, so there you go. But the the Separate Ways DLC was well worth the money. Still getting through Dave the Diver, spending more time with that now that I'm done with my Resident Evil stuff. And I'm just, again, every time I go back to Dave the Diver, there's like another little new thing that's happening. The Another funny moment is going to happen. There's so many zany wacky characters in dave the diver and yeah it's just a game that i love coming back to easy to pick up and yeah working my way on getting a review done for that probably still a few weeks away from that but i am plowing my way through dave the diver and really enjoying myself and now uh, star wars jedi survivor is my main squeeze now that's the one i'm putting my most focus on and holy shit man like i can't wait to talk about this one in more detail I will be doing a review of this one. I'm not going to promise it for next week because I I don't really know how far into Star Wars I am. But that's my main squeeze right now. I'm spending lots of time with Star Wars. And my goodness, I had a moment with the game today that just knocked my socks off. and absolutely blew me away. I was like, wow, this, this is insane. Exactly where I was hoping they were going to get to with this Star Wars series. The first game was... Way better than I thought it was going to be. But there were some problems. And I was hoping the sequel was going to just work on everything that was a little bit wrong with it. And so far, so good with Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The game is gorgeous. And yeah, a ton of fun. Really enjoying that one. Speaking of a ton of fun, I dived into this one last night. Metal Hellsinger. Holy shit. Played about an hour of it last night just before... Um, I just wanted to kill an hour. I didn't really want to get into Jedi Survivor at the time. And I was like, oh, let's try out this Metal Hell singer." It's been on my list for a long time. And wow, is this game a fuckload of fun. Oh my God, is it ever fun. So it's kind of like Doom. Uh, first person, crazy shooter in hell. You're like a demon. You're killing other demons. But you're doing it at the rhythm of metal music, man. And it's like metal music, not like... Not like hardcore metal music, like screaming and stuff. And I'm, I love and hate that music. Like, I really got to be in the mood for it. And last night, I was in the mood for it. Apparently, I was headbanging. It was so much fucking fun. And at the moment, like, I wasn't, I never finished Doom 2016. And that game just didn't really jive with me that much. But so far, I'm loving Metal Hellsinger, wow, it is a ton of fun, playing it on PS5 right now, they just dropped it on the PlayStation Plus or whatever, so I was I was really wanting to try it, and wow, it's so much freaking fun, I, I am having a ton of fun with it, I uh, don't think it's going to get a review or anything, it's not a very long game, there's not a lot going on with it, but if you like metal music, you like first person shooters with frantic fast paced action, Check out Metal Hellsinger, You will not be disappointed. It sucked me in 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 no time. It's very easy to get in there. The music is awesome as long as you're into that kind of music. If you're not into it, then you're not going to love it as much as I am. I recommended it to my friend who loves that kind of music and he is he's like that's that sounds incredible and I'm I'm waiting for him to let me know how he likes it, but Metal Hell Singer, y'all, that that game is tight. Check it out for sure. And now let's talk about some movies. So I watched I watched Saltburn. Saltburn. Okay, so very weird movie. Uh, was not for me. I will say that right now. Not for me. Wasn't a bad movie, but there was a handful of scenes in there that were just just too much for me. I was like, ah oh, hell. And like I, I can handle a lot. Uh, I've I've seen lots, okay, and this movie actually just made me go, oh come on now, and like I had to look away at a couple things. So yeah, it, it does have uh, some pretty good acting across the board, I would say, not outstanding. Um, some performances were better than others. It's just a really the story is weird. It's kind of this slow burn and um, leads to a pretty big. Kind of turn, I guess. It's 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 dark. It's a dark movie. It's very fucked up uh, in a lot of ways. It's Definitely not for children, and it's definitely not for everybody. I I I've heard both spectrums. Uh, people say it's one of their favorite movies they've ever seen, one of the best they've ever seen, and others are just like this is trash. Um, I would be closer to the side of trash, uh, but I didn't think it was bad. It was, I guess, worth a watch, but. Um, it didn't leave me with much other than, like, uh, just kind of <laughs> pondering what the fuck those, like, three scenes were. The bathtub, the cemetery scene, and, uh, yeah. The the one scene I did really like, though, was, like, uh, later on in the movie, everyone's kind of, after a big situation, just went down. Everyone's kind of eating at the table and pr- trying their best to just pretend nothing's going on nothing's wrong that scene was really cool I like that scene quite a bit but Saltburn, not really for me I'm at a six out of ten I didn't hate it as much as others but definitely didn't love it as much as some of the other people did I don't know what movie they saw like yeah it has a good little twisted ending which is like oh like oh snap but like I don't know, it didn't hit for me, like maybe it's because I've seen something similar to that, I don't know. But it seems like the younger crowd likes it more than the older crowd, so I'm 30, so I guess I'm in the middle. I don't know, it wasn't for me, 6 at 10. And I'm, I am I've got into John Wick 4, now it's too big, it's just too damn big for me to tackle in one sitting. So I broke it up in half, I watched the first... I don't know two-thirds first half-ish part of the movie found a nice spot where I was like all right this is a good pausing stop stopped because I was getting sleepy and not because of the movie the movie is out of control amazing holy shit um I wish I could have seen this one in the theaters obviously it would have uh been amazing in the theaters but the music is excellent I'm watching it with headphones you know trying my best to, to get the best movie experience I guess I can get But the music is excellent, it really, just, (laughs) like, if Cyberpunk became a movie, I feel like John Wick is kind of the closest thing, and I'm just getting a lot of that Cyberpunk 2077 vibes, and the characters in John Wick 4 are outstanding, man. Like, John Wick kind of seems like he's on the back burner, like, we know John Wick, like, John Wick is an established character at this point, we're in the fourth movie, we know what John's all about. It's kind of the other characters I'm really getting uh, into, the blind uh, assassin in this movie. Oh wow, this guy is badass as fuck. I think he is so freaking cool. And Bill Skarsgård, I think that's his name. He plays uh, Pennywise in the It movies, but he's in this movie. He's like the main kind of villain guy. And every single second this guy's on screen, I'm drawn into him. He is just such a such an interesting actor. Very facial. Just mm, he's very just i get drawn to that guy he's he's a very cool very interesting actor and so far the movie is outstanding uh, the action sequences are insane talking to my buddy about it a little bit i'm like yeah i'm getting ready for it but uh, it's it's a long movie he's like yeah man it's long but worth it obviously like i know that but he's like yeah i mean some of the fight scenes are like 20 minutes long and he's not exaggerating there are some fight scenes that are fucking insane and i can't imagine the work that went into this movie it's blowing me away and i can't wait to finish the second half and next time we talk on the gamer cast i'll give it a score and uh, it's going to be a high one i can only imagine it is it's very 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 good lawrence fishburne in there right at the beginning of the movie oh he was hyping me up the motherfucking king is home and shit like that like ah. Oh. Yeah, really enjoying John Wick Four. Obviously, it's a it's a fantastic movie. In terms of TV shows, uh, my wife and I uh, we got into one. I think it's called God's Favorite Idiot. It's on Netflix. Uh, just a solid little comedy show. It's nothing crazy. Not blowing me away. We're having a couple giggles. It's it's solid. It's uh, interesting. If you like the Good Place, uh, you might like this one. Kind of plays with that uh, heaven and hell. kind of comedy right there i'm liking it it's not it's good it's got that jenny mccarthy and kind of her group of of merry men i think anyway but i i like jenny mccarthy she's pretty damn funny and it's a solid show i wouldn't like say drop everything and go watch it right now but if you're looking for an easy to watch comedy on the side you you can do worse than um the fuck did i call it god's favorite idiot pretty good pretty good so far i think we're just about to get into season two and that's it everybody that's what i've been up to over the last week and let me know what you have been up to and let's get into it y'all let's talk about this legendary game called the legend of zelda ocarina of time goodness I, I cannot believe that ocarina of time is already 25 years old i mean feels like it was yesterday that i was down in my uncle's basement playing this game as a very young child or even watching him uh, me and his group of friends huddled around the tv watching him taking down the bosses the early bosses in the game and, oh man, I, this game... I think almost every video game when, when I was young kind of scared me. And Legend of Zelda definitely uh, gave me a little bit of scares. Like, I definitely was not playing the game uh, the way you were supposed to when I was a kid. Mostly, my earliest memories with Ocarina of Time was just me getting on apona And apona and I just riding around in Hyrule, just chilling. Would, I would... Um, I forget the name of that area or if there's even a name other than the Hyrule Field, but you're going out there and you just cross the bridge out to the big tree where you shoot the fire arrow into the sun. But I would just hang out there around the water and just hang out until it gets nighttime and all the scary monsters come out and I'm fucking out of there I'm going inside maybe into the into the laboratory, even though that place was creepy too. But yeah, generally that's all I was doing as a kid. Just riding around in Hyrule Field. Which was um now we'll we'll kind of rip the band-aid off a little bit. Now this was Ocar- this was Legend of Zelda's first dive into the 3D world. And I know there are the haters of the 3D video, uh, just 3D video games in general, more of the older crowd that grew up on the side-scrolling 2D video games, and then there's the people that just love the 3D Legend of Zelda games and don't like the 2D ones, or there's people like me that I like them both. I like the 2D Zelda games, even though I don't really think I've played many of them other than the handheld ones. Don't, like, I've I've tried out the original um, Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo, but I, I never finished it or anything. Now, I would say... I definitely lean towards the 3d zeldas because that's the ones they make now they don't really do any 2d legend of zeldas anymore really but yeah it's uh it's a bit of a controversy you know especially the conversation of what is the best legend of zelda of all time and, uh, it's only gotten harder now with things of Breath of the Wild coming out, Tears of the Kingdom, uh, really makes the conversation of what's the best Legend of Zelda even tougher, but that's, uh, that's an episode for a different day. Today, we are spending time with Ocarina of Time! La, ah, look what I did there, that's, that's good, that's good stuff, but... Way back there, though, in 1998, that was kind of, that was the age of 3D, the dawning of 3D gaming, though it wasn't the most blissful time, and not all the games from that era have aged gracefully, even your legendary Marios, and even your legendary Legend of Zeldas didn't age the best in from that era, but I still think that Ocarina of Time, and sure, I'll even throw in Super Mario 64, I feel like... For that time where everything was so new, especially Mario, that was the first of the first, like, damn near first 3D game ever made, and they did so good, and Zelda came out later, had a little bit more time, had a little bit more, just more time to see how everyone was engaging with the 3D market, and yeah, Zelda, I still think it holds up though there isn't really much of a reason to go back and play the original Ocarina of Time because there is the 3DS remake. Now, not everybody has a 3DS, but there is the upgraded version. And I still think you could play the OG Ocarina of Time. They have it on the Switch online. It's still playable. Absolutely. It was, for the longest time, my favorite game of all time. Now, I didn't get to actually finish and play the game properly until i think it was 2005 me and my old best buddy uh, jay and i we, back when we had dial up internet and stuff we uh he had horrible internet but we did our best running up and down the stairs uh reading through this guide and and we were getting through this game because you know, without a guide, Legend of Zelda games, uh, especially some of the older ones, were really tricky at times. They did not hold your hand. Sometimes they barely gave you any idea of where the hell to go next. And those that's kind of why I would spend a lot of my early, early days when I was 4 or 5 or 5 or 6 just riding a pona around and hanging out in the villages during the daytime when it was nice and safe. But me and the homie Jay, oh man, running up and down the stairs reading, slowly reading the pages as they're slowly loading and getting through each and one, each and every one of the temples. We'll spend some time with all the temples and the bosses and all that stuff, but for now, early memory lane time. So finally got through the game in, in early 2005, 2006, finally got through it and was in love. And for years and years and years, I would play Legend of Zelda at least once a year, I would collect everything. I learned how to do everything in Legend of Zelda. I found all the little seek, sequ- most of. I, I can't say I found everything. There, there's a lot of stuff in Legend of Zelda, and I'm no, I'm no expert, but I used to play the game every single year. I would get that craving. It's like, oh, it's time. It's just time. Like the people that that have that video game, and you, and you just know it's it's time. Like I. You know it's time, and that used to be Ocarina of Time. Now, I don't really do that. I don't have that with video games anymore. I don't have that that kind of game I always go back to. Uh, maybe it's Mass Effect. I, I always seem to go back to the Mass Effect series and just play through that a lot. Maybe that's my game, but Ocarina of Time, man, for forever was my favorite game of all time. I think until Breath of the Wild knocked it off, so there's kind of an early teaser uh, to what my all-time favorite Legend of Zelda list is going to look like, but... It took a long time for Ocarina of Time to get knocked off. When the 3DS remake came out, it just bolstered. You know, even at the time when that came out, people were already ragging on like, oh, it didn't age the best. Look at the pointy characters and and how foggy the game looks at times. But Ocarina of Time is one of the most legendary games of all time when it came out in 1998 it was massive like massive it changed everything for zelda it changed things for nintendo and yeah it was kind of in a way one of the earlier open world games like i know if you if you see what hyrule field is now compared to You know, I don't know the most, the newest, like Elden Ring or something like that. Red Dead Redemption, it's it's got nothing. It's just basically a big open field with some enemies on it and a few buildings to go check out. It's it's nothing crazy for today's standards, but shit, dude, back then, walking out onto Hyrule Field for the first time, it's it's one of those it's one of those moments. You know, walking out of the Vault for the first time in Fallout, Uh, that kind of moment where you just jaw is dropped, you are blown away at what you're seeing right now, and you're like, this is the pinnacle of video games, it will never cross this line, and then it crosses the line, it always crosses the line, but it's one of it was one of those games at the time that it was like, I don't know how we get any better than this, like this is insane, but like I said, there were even haters back then when the game came out. They just did not jive with the 3D games. And I get it. I mean, you know, 3D gaming in a way killed gaming for my dad. My dad used to video- play video games all the time. But once analog sticks came in, he just kind of lost it and it just didn't work for him. So I can understand it. I'm not, I'm not shaming people if they don't like ocarina of time i get it but it, it worked for me and i love it and always will love it and it was my game it was my baby my boo and i loved it and i did a let's play of it on youtube never got to finish it sadly but it is what it is everyone had to do a legend of zelda let's play back in the day when you were doing let's plays like you're not a real let's player until you do a legend of zelda one so that's how it was but in 1998, man, the, the the graphics were were cutting edge. They were very very good. I know they're a little bit laughable now. You play the original or whatever. Yeah, the the character models are extremely pointy. Uh, Link's nose is super pointy, but it it, it Like it's not one of Nintendo's best. Like it's not like the GameCube. Like I don't know if the GameCube is ever going to age. Like those games still look gorgeous. But yeah, on the N64, those are the ones, that's like the one system where Nintendo games didn't all age the best. There's a a handful that did okay, but yeah, I think Legend of Zelda still... For me, I I will I could be argued into like yeah it's not a good looking game uh, anymore but I'm still fine with it like I think it's still fine to look at I can play it and not be bothered with with the graphics but I grew up on it so yeah it it doesn't bother me but shit back then man it was it was crazy to see all these creatures that we used to see in 2D and all these little sprites coming into a 3D model and and seeing what uh, the enemies of Legend of Zelda, like, really look like, sadly, we got a really close look at the Redeads, one of the most terrifying fucking things ever in video games, if you wanna, if you wanna take a list, or, uh, take a look at my top 13 scariest enemies of all time, <laughs> the Redead is on there, and particularly the ones from the N64 era, holy shit, man, like, Going into like it, it would always depend. Like whenever I would play it as a young kid, I didn't have my own save file. I didn't have an N sixty four. Growing up, I was a PlayStation one kid, so I would go over to my uncle's house and go onto his save. But I wouldn't do anything. I would never delete his thing. Don't worry, I was a good, I was a good nephew. I wouldn't be a dick, but I would just go around and depending where he was in the game, sometimes he would be. Um, when what I think it's when you're an adult you go into the time in the future and you come out and the fucking town is just swarming with them so sometimes I would get caught into that and those things were just nightmare fuel for me in the video games just that that air that time in the game when you go to the future and you're an adult and death mountain up there is looking just ominous the sky is all dark it used to scare the hell out of me man like you know things scare you easier as a kid but that that was unsettling for me as a kid and i still think that that in particular the temple of time area i still think that area that particular screen that shit looks really good man i don't even care but that is another thing that was also kind of really underratedly awesome like there's a night and day cycle, like, different shit would go down at nighttime, there was even some particular, like, side quests that you'd have to do at nighttime, and of course, the game gets substantially scary at nighttime, fucking skeletons are jumping out from underneath the ground, and ghosts, and, well, pose, or whatever the fuck, aliens, uh, I think, are in this one, it might be Majora's Mask, I'm a little rusty. It's got your freaking good classic ver- Legend of Zelda variety with the temples. You got the fire temple. You got the ice. You got the water. You got the water. Don't worry, we'll talk about the water temple. We have to talk about it. And but there's bigger areas. Obviously, it's a big game. Um, but honestly, like now that I've played uh, Link to the Past, it's not as like I could see like it's definitely bigger, obviously, but because the scale of link to the past is kind of like pulled out a little bit and and zelda it's it's big though but you can see like what they would have wanted to do but obviously the technology wasn't there on the super nintendo but you can kind of see the world of link to the past just bloomed out brought into that 3d size in ocarina of time because you got your forest area you got the desert areas you got your big fields and yeah man it's 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 impressive like obviously it's not as filled out as we're used to in games today but man was it ever fucking something like going to all these different areas in this huge size like yeah man it it was really awesome back then like i know saying it out loud it's it's not that appealing like oh i just get a ride in this big open area with not a whole lot to do and You know graphically it's not going to blow your mind anymore, but it did back then. So I I really enjoyed all these different areas, uh, going to the sand areas and shit, and obviously all these freaking temples. We will get to the temples, but first I want, I got to talk about this music, man. The music in Ocarina of Time. I think, I think across the board, I feel like everybody's on the same page here. Ocarina of Time's music is un-freaking-believable. If not some of the best, if not the best music of all time, some of my favorite tracks of all time just drilled into your head i'm going to play a song now that you'll probably hate me for but you'll love me at the same time because it's going to get stuck in your head for the next i'm sorry i don't know how long it's going to get stuck in your head but here we go I, I am so sorry about that y'all but it, it had to be done you have to you have to play that song. The only thing that sucks about that song is that it, it is uh just seared in my memory with those fucking terrifying cuz you're in that maze in the lost woods. Oh that's what the whole fucking thing is a maze. Don't like mazes but then you got these big terrifying like troll creature things. I don't know what the fuck they're called but those things terrified me like when they see you they go roar and then they charge at you with the big spears fuck those things but thankfully you had to you got to listen to that fantastic music and that's not the only music in there y'all i'm going to torture you with a little bit more Mm-mm. Now that one that one brings me back to the childhood that one just makes me happy to hear because <laughs> that's where everyone's just having a good time in the town. no one's fucking rededebted yet, and it's a good time There's good catchy jingles in there, but there's also like you're starting to see like the production of the music and obviously everything coming up year after year the budgets are getting bigger for video games and the music is getting bigger and bigger and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time has great orchestrated music as well take a listen to some of this That is some good shit right there. Obviously, the music in today's Legend of Zeldas has gotten to an even crazier scale... But man, the ocarina time—it's—it's it's goated. It's one of the greatest soundtracks for me personally. I'd love it. All the little jingles, especially the little ocarina tunes. Aponas song, the sun song. they oh my goodness, they're so freaking. The song of storms, like come on. There are so many good freaking songs. And uh, obviously, I don't have it anymore. But I used to have the. I used to have all those songs memorized. All the little freaking buttons. I used to know all the songs. Just oh, what's I need to call Pona Bam. Oh, I need to make it daytime bam, and you make it rainy, bam, it's done, it's done, and I like all the little, I think they're called like preludes, interludes, or whatever, the ones that um, Sheik comes down and plays with you before or after you get through the temples, whichever, all those little jingles are really nice, oh my goodness, and I, I guess we should talk about some of the characters, I mean, it's its safe to say the music is goaded, it is all-time it just took what they had on the Super Nintendo and took it to another another level. Yeah, because there's a V in another. So there you go. But obviously the characters, man. Like seeing Link uh, in this way, I think I still think it's one of the most iconic Links for me personally. That's the Link that you know he was in Smash Bros. I loved playing Link in the N64 Smash Bros. That was my guy, and that was the look. I'm like, oh, that's the, that's exactly how he was in the. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. I I know he's all pointy and funny looking. He's got a big pointy nose and big pointy ears. But I I love that Link. I like and I like the you can change the colors of him. It's more so in Smash Bros. in in the actual game they have. Uh, more features for the colors you know the wearing the fi- the red to tu- tunic allows you to be in hot places and the water one i believe lets you swim underwater for an extended period of time again a little bit rusty it's been a oh le- well over a decade since I've played Arena of time I hadn't played it since the remake came out on 3ds and I bought that and played it loved it and I don't think I've gone back to it ever since it's just there's just been so many other games. It's hard for me to go back and revisit things that I've already played. But yeah, man, it's it's been a minute. But uh, I, I guess a little bit of a spoiler alert for uh, alert for the 25 year old game. But uh, Sheik, man, like Sheik was such a cool character uh, looking. I think that that look is still so freaking badass. And you know, I, I was huge for us back in the day. Here comes the spoiler. But Sheik being Zelda the whole time, I was just like damn, I did not see that one coming, you know, young, undeveloped brain me, Just, I just got blown away by that, I thought that was insane, I thought Sheik was some badass, like, ninja dude, but no, it was a badass Zelda princess instead, so that was badass, really enjoyed that, Sheik was <laughs> a really good character, now Impa, Impa, her freaking, like, bodyguard or, or whatever, I have a personal love for for her in the Ocarina of Time because I used to do a big stupid voice for Impa when I did the Let's Play for it. And I would be on Audacity and I'd make my voice really deep and I'd make her talk like this and stuff like that. So now every time I see her or just say the word Impa, I just get transported to that, that fucking scene, me making that stupid voice with her. So I, I love Impa. Ganondorf, I mean, Ganondorf's got a cool look for that time. Like, it's pretty iconic. Uh, it's more of that, that humanoid look that we're a little bit more used to now, and then, you know, the big transformation at the end, that was more what the old school crowd was used to, and yeah, that blew me away. I remember, again, we were all huddled huddled around watching my uncle take down the final form of Ganon, and that shit just blew me away man like I was like this is insane you are a god if you beat this thing and of course he did so uh wow that was cool but I I like the look of Ganondorf in this one he sounds a little goofy when he talks but I guess he kind of sounded goofy back in the older games too But, yeah, you're seeing your characters come to life uh, more so than we've ever seen. You get connected to these characters more in this game than I feel with any of the other Zeldas. The story, it's there. Like, it's the classic Zelda story. Oh, there's this ancient evil awakening. It awakens this time, and you got to go to the future, and... Stop it, which is cool. I love, I always love time travel stuff. I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. So yeah, if they do time travel shit, I'm gonna love that. Is it the craziest story of all time? No, they're still basically doing the same kind of storylines now with the Zelda games. That's never been the big reason why you're going to play a Legend of Zelda, you're kind of there for the gameplay and the puzzles and the innovations and the music and all that great stuff. But the story's there; it's fine. I it was never, I was never super engaged with it. I never liked the big long cutscenes where they're talking about the spirits or whatever like it's kind of cool seeing like the making of hyrule right like the fucking like oh this fucking comet this blue comet just goes across now there's the sky and and i mean that's kind of cool right it's it's an interesting way to kind of lay out uh, some groundwork for the Zelda story. Even like I know they're all convoluted and none of them are really connected, but they're sort of connected. That's why I don't bother with the story of Zelda. It's every game is a new game for me. That's how I feel the develop. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Each Zelda Legend of Zelda story is like its own legend, right? So, but anyway, uh, that was weird. That was a tangent and a half right there. But characters are dope, and you get more attached to them now. And I think it's time we'll, we'll get into the to the main part now. Let's start talking about the gameplay and the temples and the bosses. And, yeah, we'll talk about that shit. So, gameplay-wise, obviously, it's a huge difference from the old-school games. You're now on a 3D plane. And this is the introduction of the Z-targeting. The, the love-it-or-hate-it Z-targeting, they're still doing it now. And it was game-changing back then, man. Like, that was a big, like, obviously, camera and cameras were the big kind of hurdle that developers were dealing with back in the early 3D gaming world was like, how the fuck do we get this camera to work? How, how do we get it to not get in the way? How can we get it so that the, the player can see what the fuck they're doing? And Z-targeting was a fantastic way, super easy, like, love it or hate it again, with the N64 controller, one of the strangest designs ever for a controller. Um, you know, it's not a controller that I like going back to but in the time when I was using it I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine Uh, for I for some reason I hated the gamecube controller like the second I touched it The second it touched my hand. I was like no just denied that thing immediately But yeah, the n64 controller is not great. It's not it's not a great controller without a doubt but uh, z-targeting helped a lot man it was very simple very easy just lock in onto the guy that you want the camera will stay stuck to you and you can see everything that you're doing the movements were great i i they're still very similar to the games that they're making now with the back flipping the side strafing and dodging it works great the sword play simple but effective just Hit the attack button, you swipe your sword, you can do the big kind of leaping, jumping attack, which is great. I think the combat, especially for that, for back then, for this kind of new area, it was game-changing, it was groundbreaking, and they're still utilizing it today in their games. So it goes to say that that Z-targeting system has stood the test of time. Very, very good uh, system for those kind of games. And then you get, of course, you get all the Legend of Zelda you get your tools, baby. You get the bow and arrow, which is more fun than ever, I feel like, to play the original games. You just hit the A button. You would, you would equip the bow. You stand in front of the enemy. You shoot it. And, yeah, you can get it. But in Zelda now, it goes first person. You can aim freely, which is pretty fucking cool. So I've always been a fan of the bow and the slingshot. Slingshot you get first. And I like that, too, that you're getting, like, a different um variety of weapons depending on your age when you're a kid you get the slingshot when you're an adult you get the bow and arrow so like that's pretty cool the hook shot man like the hook shot that was fucking cool like just kind of thinking that they could make something like that work back then really cool man like kind of like like maybe something like that developed into what we're getting out of like spider-man now where you're just kind of pointing and clicking you're flying on walls even in uh, the Star Wars that I'm playing now, like you're kind of getting this hook shot kind of thing. So I feel like that is still kind of in the games today. I, the, the ordering of time, love it or hate it. I still think I think it, it laid a lot of groundwork for developers and people are still utilizing those ideas that they were using back then. It's just it, they were so good and effective and I still think it plays good and the, the tools of the trade are fun. Uh, the bombs, uh, the bombs are pretty good. You know, sometimes you can't. The camera works against you there when you want to throw it in a particular direction that it doesn't want to go that way. But yeah, man, you get all the weapons, the classic fucking Legend of Zelda weapons. The the oh, what is it called? The boomerang. Boomerang was interesting. It was okay. All the weapons are fine though with the Z targeting, and even with the bow and arrow and stuff, you don't have to aim freely. It's an option. It's more there for like puzzles and shit. But you can Z target with. The slingshot with all that stuff so it's pretty easy to use i like it i have no problem with the combat and the gameplay of ocarina of time it's really fun and of course when it comes to the gameplay of ocarina of time and legend of zelda games uh maybe not so much now but temples man like temples like it's a zelda game we gotta talk about the temples right so there's um there's kind of like There's tiers, so they kind of have dungeons, then there's the temples, so we'll talk about them all. Let's start with, I'll try my best to do these in order, Uh, so you start out with the Deku Tree, kind of your basic... Uh, starter temple there's some interesting ideas thrown at you there you're getting your slingshot you're getting introduced to like being able to light stick on fire and then rolling on the spider web to open up that passage fucking really really cool man like i know it's simple and primitive now but back then we weren't thinking that way as gamers like that's just not something that would you know happen and i remember doing that and i was like whoa that actually worked like that's what i was supposed to do and like and Zelda games today, they're still breaking that mold, man. Like they're, I'm like, oh, can I do this? And then yeah, absolutely you can do that. It's a Zelda game. So they were already, you know they're always been doing that. but even back then in the Ocarina of time, it was still making me like, can I do this? Yes, you can. So that that little shit like that was blowing our minds back in 1998. so that was really cool. It's a, it's a solid... It's nothing crazy. It's just a little dungeon. The final boss is... It's a laugher. You can literally beat it in like 10 seconds, I think. I used to pride myself on how fast I could take down Goma. I remember that name's That fucking name. I have, I have the list here in case I, I get stuck. But Goma, just kind of your big, what, spider-looking thing with the classic big red eye that, oh, I wonder what I have to hit. But you're hitting the big red eye. And they utilize that formula. Like, you get... You go into the temple you're doing some stuff and then you find your big new item and in this case it's the slingshot and then you're going to use that item to finish off the rest of the temple and take down the boss that's your formula for most of the zelda games up until like breath of the wild that's kind of how it always worked and yeah i i enjoyed this first temple i loved flying through it i used to crush this temple in no time uh, not like the first time i played this game man every everything was a slow grind all right what the fuck do i do next okay where's this what's that but it's a very easy simple temple inside the deku tree which is pretty badass going inside of him and uh yeah removing the evil if it were and then the next one you get to the dongo's cavern it's okay like the fire the the, the two fired uh areas in Ocarina of Time and not my favorite. They're kind of just like uh oh, they're okay. Like I don't love them, don't hate them. They're just kind of like okay, I'm going to do this. And but the Gorons, obviously, the Gorons are dope. Uh they're super cute. They roll around and they're yeah, they're kind of doofusy looking, but oh, they're so cute. I love the Gorons, super adorable. What is the boss in the Dodongo's Cavern? That's the big guy that rolls around, right? King Dodongo. Well, that makes a lot of sense. This boss I liked, uh rolls around you got to throw the bombs inside of its mouth i remember fighting this exact style of boss in the game boy color one i can't remember if it was oracle of seasons or ages i don't remember which one i played but this exact same boss was there uh, big giant Dongo, and you're supposed to throw bombs in its mouth when it's open for some reason i never was able to kill that boss in the game or the game boy color version but yeah king dodongo in here Pretty cool, kind of an intimidating boss-like level. You're in the big kind of square room with the the outsides being safe. And then the the middle part is like all lava. And I like when you kill him. He just rolls into the lava and just sinks in. He just... So, yeah, King Dodongo, solid fight. Again, that's where you're getting introduced to the bombs. Use the bombs to kill him. It's, it's a good time. Then you move on to Jabu Jabu's Belly. Uh, this one, I don't love... Not not a big fan of Jabu Jabu. You get you get to introduce yourself to the Zoras, which look fucking awesome in Ocarina of Time. Really like the way that they designed them. But then you got to deal with the Queen and carrying her around throughout this little dungeon. A little bit unpleasant. Uh, enemies are a little bit unpleasant as well. I think this is where you're getting the the boomerang. You're going into those fucking rooms with the long, like, tentacle things and you gotta hit them. That's kind of annoying. The dungeon itself is really cool. You're going inside this giant fucking whalefish thing, so you're inside of a, of a creature, which is great. I love that. That is so fucking cool. Uh, the overall dungeon, though, it's kind of whatever. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's very memorable, um, you know, going through the doors. Uh, if you can call them doors, I don't know what the fuck they are because you're inside of a body, but it's just like like the, the noises in it are just like yeah it's it's spot on it's really really cool really inventive very very creative dungeon you get the mini boss fight with that uh, giant fucking whatever the hell it's called let me see uh they got a whole section here big octo is what they call it. i f- i never liked that fight Uh, You're just kind of, you're in the big circular room, you gotta like, kind of run around a circle and hit it in the ass, do that a few times and you win. Uh, The main boss fight, Baronade, pretty cool, I remember, I remember watching this one, my uncle fighting this thing as a kid, and I was just like, so overwhelmed with everything that was going on, it was just kind of like, too much for me to process, because this thing's like, spinning jellyfish around, and like, it's got spikes on it and shooting like electricity puke or whatever the fuck it was a cool boss it's a cool boss it's easy i think all the bosses in zelda are fairly easy they're pretty easy to figure out again i think you're using the the boomerang to take down this one it was a solid fight i enjoyed this one So that's the end of the dungeons. just kind of like they're basically trials. They're like kind of your before you get to the big boy temples. Okay, finish these little dungeons, and that's how you get into the temple of time, and you can advance time. So you do that, and then we get into the big cojones. Now we're getting into the main temples of the game, and you start out with the forest temple, which I've honestly I've never really liked the forest temple all that much. I always tend to get lost here. I know everyone always says they get lost, and Water Temple is super fucking confusing, but for some reason, I always seem to get stuck. Even when I was in my prime playing this game fucking every year, sometimes twice a year, I would always manage to get a little bit lost in the Forest Temple. The music's kind of creepy and eerie. I'm not huge on the music. And, of course, all those fucking hands, the hands that come down in the ceiling... Fuck those things. They're terrifying. They've always been terrifying in Zelda. But I would say like the 3D, yeah, really, really creepy. Those hands that come out of the ceiling. But that was a really cool part of this temple when you're in those rooms and they're, they're all fucking like weird, like shit is on the ceiling. you like, you got stuff on the ceiling and, and the ceiling is on the floor and then you, you get to flip it all around and oh, that, that super iconic tunnel. That's all twisted. And I remember talking to friends like, oh, if I ever get rich one day, I'm going to have this hallway, this big twisty hallway. Fucking 30-year-old me would be like shutting that shit down. It's like, no the fuck, we are not having that. You know how much of a pain in the ass it would be to walk down this? My ankles are going to break. But it was a cool temple. But by far, my favorite part of this temple is the boss fight with Phantom Ganon. Might be, it's definitely up there. I, I don't know what my favorite boss fight is overall, but Phantom Ganon is up there. Probably top three. This is a badass fight, man. You're getting a little teaser of the, the the later Ganon fight. I love, I love the the batting things back at the enemy. I love that mechanic. It's so much fun, and uh, of course, like it's such a cool boss fight too. Like he's super iconic. Like he's super cool. looking. he's badass. He's this ghost, phantom kind of almost a. A flaming skull for a head And he's riding the horse And then he goes into the paintings You're just surrounded by these huge paintings see He goes into the paintings You see him riding the horse in the painting And then you gotta find out which painting he's gonna ride out of Love it I think that is so freaking cool I love this boss fight And yeah, definitely one of my favorite ones Overall Temple, not not my favorite But it's not bad, it's okay Phantom Ganon though, oh my god Love that fight Then you get to the Fire Temple, another just kind of standard temple. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, I don't remember anything very awesome about it. I remember uh, another kind of that, um, kind of a maze when you got the big balls that are rolling around. You got to kind of dodge them. That part's annoying, don't like that, and the flame walls or whatever. Finding the Gorons throughout it, it's whatever, it's okay. Again, the, the overall, it's just kind of okay. Like, nothing, like I said, nothing about it really... Screams at me Like I don't really remember A whole lot about it um, the flare dance. Well, I guess I kind of missed the the other boss fight. The post sisters in the forest temple. Is that really a boss fight? You're more or less just kind of shooting them in the right order, or whichever one's like actually there. It was whatever. It was whatever. Flare dancer, though, that was pretty good. It was a different fight, almost like a humanoid-looking thing. I, I enjoyed that one. Probably maybe more so than the actual boss fight against Volvagia. Volvagia, whatever the fuck you want to call it cool-looking boss, obviously. Looks awesome. Just a dragon, fire dragon thing. Looks sick. I'll actually always remember it kind of looking a little goofy. Uh, You get the Megaton Hammer in the Fire Temple, and you have to... Basically, you're playing whack-a-mole with this thing. It, it, It flies out of the ground, and it's flying up there. You're dodging the fire. Really easy. You just have to run... And then it goes back down into the ground and it'll start popping its head up in random holes. And you got to whack it with the hammer. You're literally playing whack-a-mole. It's a lot of fun. And I always remember that being kind of goofy, even as a kid. Like, why is it popping its head out like that? But it was a solid fight. There's nothing really wrong with it. Uh, nothing really wrong with the Fire Temple, other than it's kind of forgettable for me. And then we get to the one that everybody loves to talk about the ice temple. Just kidding. But, um, yeah, the ice temple, again, kind of a little bit forgettable and it's never been my favorite mechanic sliding around on ice. It's just never been my thing. It's just annoying. It, it's it preventing me from doing what I want to do. which just move normally. And yeah, the little ice puzzle and you're moving the blocks, not my thing. And it's quick and forgettable. i barely even remembered it i was like ice temple ice temple and it's not even really a temple really it's kind of a sub dungeon i guess but yeah you just fight some of the white wolves or whatever those things always creep the hell out of me a little bit but yeah it's kind of a forgettable dungeon i barely remembered it even existed and now for the legendary water temple which yes it is a fucking nightmare the first time you go through it absolutely hands down it's super confusing moving the water levels up and down and fucking finding these secret rooms and shit like that. But once you do, once I got through it, I like, I was like traumatized by it. Like I imagine a lot of us were like lost as fuck, had no idea what the hell you're doing. Then once you get it, it was, like, locked in. I can get through the Water Temple with no problems. Like, when I said I would get consistently stuck in the Forest Temple, no matter how many times I went through it, I didn't get that with the Water Temple. Like, once I had it, I had it, and it wasn't that bad overall. Like, it's definitely, yes, it has a reputation for being awful, but once you get it, it's it's really not that bad uh, on revisits. it's It's not the worst. It's not even, I don't even think it's my most... Hated temple. I don't hate any of the temples. Um, they're all just kind of like I can get through. I don't the water temple don't bug me no more. So that's that. It is what it is. But yes, it's extremely confusing. I I always cringe when other games try to do something like this where there's like a level thing where I got to raise the levels of water more than likely. I I don't like that. It's always it's convoluted. It's confusing. There's a lot of rooms and levels obviously to manage and it's easy to forget where you have and haven't been. But you do get the unbelievable sub-boss fight with Dark Link. That shit is so cool. I love the arena for it. You just get into this area, and there's this huge open, like, abyss, basically. It feels like you're dead. And then there's just a tree there, and then you go up to the tree. There's nothing. You go back. You go to walk away, and bam, there he is. You're like, what the fuck? It's so freaking cool, man. Like, it almost reminds me of, like, uh, a Souls series, like, um... Uh, I don't know it just reminds me of like a really badass like like old japanese movie i don't know man there's just it's just such a cool set piece it is so cool and the boss fight is tight man so cool it just mimics your every move it can be a devastatingly hard boss fighter it could be super easy if you know what you're doing but i love that fight man so iconic that look that little giggle that smile that he gives at you before he fight like ah oh, so freaking cool i love it and then the main boss fight, it's fine too, it's okay. Um I always get uncomfortable with the water bosses cuz I hate falling in the water and it's oh it's going to get me and I get that feeling you know like Ugh, don't touch me but Morpha eh, it's not a very creative looking boss it's just kind of a fucking tube of water whatever with an eye inside um but you're getting the hook shot in this one you have to hook shot its eye pull it out and if you can corner it really good you can take it down quickly it's a whatever boss fight does the job it's not incredibly hard uh, like i said it's not an incredibly creative looking boss. They've had a, a way better looking water bosses like Majora's Masks, is, it's quite outstanding from what I can remember of it. But Morphia, fine boss, nothing crazy about it. Uh, then you get to. Um, Some of the other sub ones, so you get down into the well, I may have missed where, I'm pretty sure you do the well before you go into the Shadow Temple, and yeah, some horrific things happened down there in the well, that well terrified me as a kid, I would stay the, I went down at one time, I was like, oh, what's this well, went down there, and immediately got greeted by that, like, Big floating skull that's on fire And I was like nope getting the fuck out of here And I was right to, because you have to deal With that horrifying sub boss The dead hand that like redead looking thing terrifying looking terrifying looking uh it didn't scare me as much as like the re in general but yeah that dude is like nightmare fuel I know a lot of people get terrified by that guy so um but the well is is just kind of scary and then that leads you into the Shadow Temple which is cool. I like the Shadow Temple. It's a little bit different than the other ones. You get that magic mirror and when you use the mirror you can see things that aren't there. So that's kind of the whole gimmick Of the temple. It's cool. You get the, uh, I remember the ship part. You get on the ship and you're just kind of, it's almost like a little gauntlet. Just get on the ship and you're just fighting enemy wave after enemy wave. Pretty cool. Like again, Shadow Temple is just, feels a lot different than, well, I don't know if a lot, uh, but it definitely feels different from the other ones. And then you get to the boss fight, the legendary Bongo Bongo. I think everybody loves Bongo Bongo. Really cool boss. You're fighting him on a drum and he's basically just these big pair of hands. But when you see look at him with the mirror, he's this fucking like really wicked looking creature. I uh, really like Bongo Bongo. Uh the drums are a very cool touch. You're uh you're using his you know, his his hand hitting on the drum and it bounces you up in the air and you gotta hit him with the with the arrows, I do believe, and it'll stun him. Love this boss fight. Really, really cool. I think that would be in the top three as well, maybe top five, but Bongo Bongo, man, like Great name, cool look, great gimmick. I mean, yeah, bongo bongo, that shit hits. Then you get, uh, you go out to the desert, you get caught in the Gerudo's jail. Interesting section, I feel like this is probably a love it or hate it, because it's kind of a stealthy section. I know some people just can't be bothered with stealth, others love it. I like stealth quite a bit, I, I, I like my stealth games, but this isn't really, you know, the best done stealth section it's no metal gear solid in 1998 so i could do without this section it's not that good it's not my favorite but the music is great you got the music is there a boss fight there is there a sub boss let me take a look here i don't think so i don't think so you're just fighting like the the grudo women or whatever and they're all pretty challenging in that of themselves They're one of the harder regular ish enemies i guess then you get to the spirit temple which is another temple I really enjoy. I I've, I definitely haven't played it as much as I would like to because you know sometimes you p- start playing through Legend of Zelda and you don't always make it to the end every single time. So I I feel like this is the one that I'm the shakiest on the most, but I definitely remember liking this one because you get to do you got to do a little bit of both. You got to come back to it when you're a kid and you have to go to it when you're an adult. So I, I like that idea. It's pretty cool. You get the mirror shield, which ag- again pretty cool gimmick. You sit there. You get, you can block, you can direct the sunlight to figure out the puzzles and you get the sub boss fight with the dark knuckles. Love the dark knuckle fights. They're really good. I like pretty much like if there's a dark knuckle in the, in the Zelda, I probably like that fight. I remember it from Twilight Princess. That being one of my favorite fights as well. And the dark knuckles are really cool. Like you're beating them up and their, their armor's falling off and they get a little bit faster and aggressive. Great fight. And then you get to a really cool one the main boss fight the twin rova is that what they're called let me see let me pull up there they're a little sexy in here I just want make... twin yeah twin rova cool fight they're two witches and each one has an element one's fire one's ice and you have to you're like absorbing the power in your shield and you blast out uh the opposite power on, on whichever one you're hitting, cool fight, really cool fight, really like that gimmick, it's a fun fight, yeah, I, I dig this one too, probably in the top five, and then, you get, you get through all that, you got all the fucking temples done, now you gotta take down Ganon's castle, which is like a gauntlet of all the temples you get a little little bit of each one in your i love that i love uh each room just gives you a little bit hey like a like a final test like hey do you remember this semester all right here's your fire temple here's your water temple stuff here's your shadow temple stuff and then you get to the ganon fight and oh man love the ganon fight i i don't know which part of it i like more (laughs) they're both really fun i like the first part because it's just you and ganon in a swinging fight like so you can bat the energy ball and hit each other first i love that now it sucks when you suck at this fight and you get hit by the energy ball maybe you fall off the platform and then you gotta climb all the way back up that that sucks But if you do it good and you don't suck and you just bat the thing back and you take him down, it's a solid fight. It's fun. He goes down, you hook shot onto him, you go over and you beat the fucking shit out of him. That's satisfying. I would say, yeah, the second part of the fight is probably better. So then you do the crazy escape, you get up to the top with Zelda, and now the real Ganondorf comes out. Ganondorf arrives, this massive fucking pig bear, man bear creature, whatever the fuck he is. And it's badass. Look, I remember a lot of things about this fight as a kid. I remember watching my uncle take this dude down. It terrified me. Like, he looks very intimidating. Like, he's just just massive. He is just towering over you. He's got these massive blades. He's roaring at you, and you're on top of the castle. Big fucking storm coming down on you. It's badass as fuck. Like, that would have been it's got to be one of the most badass moments of all time like oh wow that that shit is crazy and then the fight itself really fucking cool really fun you got Zelda uh, helping you out in in her way and you get the the light arrow and you gotta fucking aim it up right into the right spot and, and right in between the eyes and you nail him and he gets all fucking paralyzed you go to the back and I always remember that like I know it's his tail but I always thought it was like a little piece of shit hanging out I was like what is he trying to take a, he's got a he's got a he's prairie dogging over here but yeah you go back and whack his tail a bunch of times until he's dead and then you get the icon like is it really is it, a, is, is it a Zelda game unless Ganon gets fucking stabbed in the face I like that to finish off the game with the double slash and you whee, stab him right in the fucking face. Yum. Children's video games at its best. Now, it's no Wind Waker where you fucking shove the sword right into his forehead. How you doing? But damn, bro, that is that is the Legend of Zelda. You got the iconic, the, the classic ending with all your friends that you met along the way. And they helped you out and everybody's happy, cheering and all that great stuff fucking phenomenal video game man one of the greatest of all time i i can't sit here and say that it's the greatest video game of all time like anymore but yeah man for a very long time of my life it was my favorite video game it was the game that i'm like it's the best ever made uh nothing's topping it for me it's a 10 out of 10 and still to this day like it's a ten- It's a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece when it came out. It's not everybody's flavor, which is absolutely fine. But even if it wasn't my, fla- my flavor, I would still give it its flowers. Similar to how I do with Mario 64. I don't like Mario 64 that much. Definitely not as much as other people do but i still give it its flowers for the the path the the trail that it that it made for other video games like mario 64 was walking so that mario galaxy can run and so many other games right same thing with ocarina of time i still i think that ocarina of time was was at a nice brisk jog even maybe even running and so that fucking breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom t- can go at a full sprint kind of deal like ocarina of time it's been praised and loved so much, rightfully so. It's an incredible game. Music's amazing. It's all-time and it's got a really nice remake on the on the 3DS. Now, I I at some point, you know, it's it's I think it's safe to say at some point Nintendo's going to do something with Ocarina of Time, maybe the 30th anniversary, maybe not until the 50th, but at some point they're going to rebuild this game. They're going to remake it. And they're going to build it maybe in that Breath of the Wild fashion. Who knows what they're going to do with it. Maybe they just do a nice re, re, uh, a remaster of it and just clean it up and, and do whatever they got to do with it. But regardless, Ocarina of Time is always going to have a very, 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 very special place in my heart. I love Ocarina of Time. Uh, when I hear the music, it fills me up with warmth and, and good memories and scary memories from Anyway, but yeah, mostly good memories when it comes to Ocarina of Time. Let me know. What are your memories with Ocarina of Time? Have you not played it before? Like, I have to understand now that, like, it's an older game, and there's going to be people out there that just haven't gone back and experienced it yet, but I think it's well worth your time. If you play it on your Nintendo Switch, I think that would be a great way to play the game. Be a lot of fun. But if you could track down... A 3ds get that 3ds version of it that's that's the definitive way you don't even have to play it with a 3d i played it with the 3d on it's not necessary but it's it's cleaned up it's it's um they did some quality of life things like especially with the menus and items uh, with the dual screen so if you can get the 3ds version of that game that's the way to play it in my in my opinion but both of them hold up. I think the OG, if you if you can't, you, you'll be just fine on the original. So there you go, everybody. Let me know what are your memories with Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Are you one of the ones that don't like it? Let me know. What, what are their reasonings why you don't like it? Like, is it just as simple as I don't like 3D games? And you know what? That's a solid argument right there. You know, my dad don't like 3D games, killed gaming for him. Me, I got to grow up in that beautiful middle part where you know 2D games were at its pinnacle in its prime and they were there available for me and but I was also being able to grow up on this new 3D so I was learning along with the developers and I was grown up on this shit so it was always blowing me away as a kid and, and like I said always going to love Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. times my baby but it's not my favorite Zelda anymore maybe one day maybe not too soon but someday we'll be doing a Uh, top 10 favorite zeldas of all time but for now that was ocarina of time thank you so much everybody for listening watching doing whatever you do thank you so much if you want to help me out even more make sure you're hitting that review button on whatever streaming wherever you're listening to it just hit that little review button helps me out a lot only takes a second And if you're on YouTube, just hit that like button. Drop a comment. I would love to hear your questions, comments, concerns, anything about wrestling, video games, hockey, podcasting in general. Send on your questions and stuff. I'd love to carve out a little bit of time for y'all. Talk about your questions live on the podcast. That would be a lot of fun. And, yeah, so there you go. There's, uh, like I said, these get uploaded onto the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos. Links are all down there in in the description box. There's also Twitter. Follow along on Twitter for early announcements, plans, things that are coming up. If anything's getting moved schedule-wise, I'll I'll post it up over there. And yeah, so again, thank you everybody so much for listening and or watching. You're awesome. Hope you're having a good weekend slash week. And we'll be back again with some more GX Pluscast. (laughs)